3: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
3: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey
4: on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
4: Is this your second time in a library? In yeah. my
3: life, yes yeah. That's not connected to a school, yes if it's a- <laughs> And the school in- library
4: doesn't count Because they make you go to, that's okay. like a class you know? Yeah, As an independent entity, okay. yes Second time going to a library And it's very fitting because we're going to get to that On today's show Welcome to Sports Adjacent, I'm Jason Leisure I have our producer Tony Gill here So Russ Dorsey Couldn't make it, and in fact really none of us Could make it this week, that's why we're putting together A clip show for Thanksgiving um, It is going to be good though because, like, sometimes when I hear there's going to be a clip show, I'm like, I roll my eyes. And I kind of did that when we first were planning to do this. But then I started listening to some of the clips and, like, there's some funny stuff that we're going to get to on here with, uh, you know, Billy Gill explaining what he would do in certain situations. Uh, Russ is two weeks in lockdown before he <laughs> went back enjoying life uh, during the pandemic. Could not control himself. <laughs> Russ uh, Russ couldn't be here specifically today because he is, and we should definitely make sure people know this, Mm -hmm. he's giving away turkeys for Thanksgiving.
3: Yeah. He is a very loving and giving person. He's just out there. And is volunteering his time.
4: Just giving out meat. (laughs) Turkey meat. Just slinging turkeys. (laughs)
3: So, so, ladies, if if you know he's a very giving
4: person, he's volunteering his time. Right. With turkeys. He's With out turkeys. doing a good thing yes. today. He's out doing a good thing today. Um, there's a lot of good things about Russ that we just yes. tend not to cover on this show. <laughs> you got to find that out in person. Uh, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetUS. Visit betus.com.pa. And you can bet on uh, the NFL, NBA, college football and basketball, hockey, They've got all kinds of futures, um, casino games, horse racing, all that stuff. And here's a good deal for you. You can use promo code sportsadjacent, all one word, for a 125% sign-up bonus. That means you start your account with $100, and they will kick you an extra $25. Uh, so go to betus.com.pa. You can also follow them on Twitter at betus underscore official. Uh, Tony, I love that we're in a library to do this. I'm not sure really how we ended up in a library because Mm -hmm. I told you for like a week that I was going to come down to your house to do this. Mm -hmm. And then I think you made up like a fake excuse so that I wouldn't come to your house. I'm not sure why.
3: There's a lot of things going on in my house right now. A lot of things.
4: Well, your aunt died, which we heard. Yes, my aunt did die. Yeah. um, Three months ago. If
3: you guys didn't know, you know, still. Um... My sister and sister-in-law are getting their hair done right in the middle of the house. Okay. Um, there's a screaming baby, right? Just okay. the ambiance of that. Uh, These are all good reasons. Two barking dogs and construction. Go I
4: was going to say the original lie you told me was construction. Yeah. I didn't, those first three things didn't sound like construction.
3: construction. is happening. Okay. I didn't know the other things were happening as well. They're okay. usually right. sleeping. If we did it early, and that's what I kind of planned to, mm-hmm. but then my dad was like, "Ah, we need to fix our ceiling, okay, uh, and our roof, and our
4: window seals." How is the baby, by the way, your nephew? Like, how much have you been involved with? Um, Eli? Does he go by? Is he going by Eli or?
3: We're still figuring that part out. Okay. Um, some people call him Eli. Some people use his whole name Elijah. My mom has shortened it to Ja. Okay, like Ja Morant. Okay, and I, I, I'm starting to like that because I do like Ja Morant.
4: Is his name short for Elijah?
3: Oh, uh, no. It's it's short for something else. Okay. Anyway.
4: Yeah. Anyway, your your contributions to this yes. to the first few weeks of this baby's life, uh, I believe two weeks now at this yeah. point. Yeah, has, has, your contribution has been what?
3: Uh, I changed him one time. Okay. Uh, that was a thing. I, I, you know, babies are weird, right? It's like yes. they cry when they mess themselves, right? Right. But then he cries when you change him. Yeah. And it's like, I'm
4: doing you a favor. But it's cold. That's what they don't like. Oh, suck it up, kid. Like... The world is cold. <laughs> good advice from Uncle Tony. Um, I we're, we're in the beautiful Gale Borden Library in Elgin, Illinois, on yes. the Fox River, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't care at all about that. You have no appreciation. I've taken you now to two very good libraries. The Washington Library downtown mm-hmm. is a beautiful, historic building. Mm-hmm. This library is not historic by any means, but it's really nice. I mean... It, and you're just like... If, where, unless there was an Xbox here, you don't care. I mean, if people have things to do,
3: why would one of those things be come to a library in their free time? Like who would willingly want to come for fun?
4: A lot of people. Because they want to read books. I mean, you you don't read for enjoyment. That's no. a problem. Uh that's why you would not find a library enjoyable. Um there's all kinds of other resources here. There's media there's like music, movies, there's activities. They have classes at the library. They have oh, they have live music performances at this library. I'm not sure if, the, yeah, okay, all right, never mind. I don't know why I'm continuing <laughs> to talk about this. Anyway, so that, that is a good lead into our first clip that we're going to play, and this is going to be from one of our very early episodes, Tony, I think episode two, yeah, where uh, you revealed the shocking fact that you had never been in a library other than at elementary school. Mm-hmm. Never not, one time. This is only going to like exasperate what you think the age gap is between us but do you want to know how I rent movies? I I, I want to say no but tell me I get them from the I get them from the library no it's you like don't. a poor it's like a poor man's Netflix or like what Netflix used to be you can go on the live the library the local library will get new movies like right away when they come out and you can go on and you can reserve them and they send you an email when it's ready and you just drive down and pick it up and you have it for like a week on DVD.
3: That is one of the oldest things I've heard.
2: Like, Yeah, that was <laughs> that, was, that was the oldest thing. <laughs> you made you, you, you do that whole little speech about how you wasn't that much older than me, and then you just turned yourself 75 years old. Congrats.
4: It's free. It's free. Where's the hole in this plan? It's great. Other than you have to drive there.
2: That that part, but the library's not that far away. I haven't used, I haven't stepped in a library, right. in, I, don't, I want to admit this, in a long time, bro. Well, you don't like books? or do you I've never been
4: them? to a library I... ever in
2: my life. You've never been to a library, and you're like, "That's now, not hold true, up, Tony." That's we'll come back to that after I keep making fun of Jason. So <laughs> I haven't, I haven't used <laughs> library card in a good like I'm uh, thirteen years. Like I'm, I'm, and the one reason I won't make fun of you is because you have young daughters who are really interested in things that's not the reason to- though that's not the reason i gotta uh, you know i'm being honest that's not the reason you let me shoot you bill because <laughs> it's not the reason <laughs> words, no. like,
4: yeah i'm going i'm going to the move the, i get the- a lot of stuff at the library i get i definitely get. What, the- what else are they uh renting at the library I'm music in all new music is available right away at the new library music. yeah we have a good life it's on a cd
2: uh which works Stop. in my car I- Stop, stop. <laughs> Tony, I'm all right. I'm coming back to Tony. Tony, why have you never, oh my God, he's got his own CD. Why have you never been to the library, Tony? I've never needed to.
4: What does that even mean? Did you just know everything?
3: Well, uh, by the time I was coming of age to want to get knowledge myself, the internet was there. So nah, Tony, hold on. All right. So,
1: to
2: so Tony is a year older than me, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the early thousands, Tony, we used to have book reports. And it was before the internet was as good as it is now. And you yeah. have to, like look up an encyclopedia or you have a book that you have to get that you can get, get in school. So how would you how would you do stuff? So uh, I gave him the system actually
3: when it was time for book reports did. was I uh you read I the back out page. Five, I wrote out five books. Uh read all five books, fairly easy books uh, that I got from school in the school library. Uh, and I just rotated on the book reports.
2: I don't know if I'm mad. That's a library. This. You went to a that's library. From, that's a school library, though. That's not a. So library. you've never had a library card in your life. I have never used it.
4: <laughs> Tony is the
2: best.
1: You're so,
4: you're so like defiant and proud of this. Like, yes. I, I would say that uh, the sentence I've never been in a library is not something you want people to know. And you're like, That's yeah. you're, th- you're like thrilled with yourself about this.
3: Yes, because I feel like a lot of people lie. I feel like a lot of people <laughs> haven't been to a library. <laughs> Wait They're a minute. Tony. hold on, hold on, hold!
2: On. You've been to the library before because you got the library card.
3: Uh, no, they do the sign up at the school. I've never
4: physically walked into any building that was designated. (laughs) Amazing! (laughs) Like if I took you to like Chicago Public Library downtown, it's a beautiful building and it's got like three stories. They have gargoyles
2: on the side. Yeah, and And they've got
4: the uh, the Winter Garden atrium up on top. Mm -hmm. Like, so if I took you to this place, you just would be like amazed by it. You would no, you would be stunned by it. No, I'll just. This is really boring. What am I? What am I doing here? I got audio. This would be walking around this beautiful library, just watching TikTok videos on your phone.
2: Yeah, TikTok. Like, yeah. TikTok <laughs> <Tech> videos. <laughs> it's TikTok, sir. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is why you listen to music at the library.
4: <laughs> so.
2: No, no, no. You don't listen to it at the library. You check it out. I check out cookbooks. I check out all kinds of stuff at the library. The library is cool. The library is like the internet, but in person. I want you to remember this conversation and never in your life can you get upset with me for calling you old ever again. So the great thing about
4: this is that once we found out that Tony had not ever been to a library. There was time in between episode two and episode three for us to get together and him to go to a library for the first time. And what you're about to hear next is his recap of that experience.
2: So our young friend, Tony Gill, made his first trip to the library. Like you guys documented it, I saw the footage. Tell me, Tony Gill, what that experience was like for you to step foot into a library. Well, Russ Dorsey,
3: um, as you know, my, my, my famous proclamation about libraries went completely viral over the weekend. Um, A lot of engagement, you know. A lot of, uh, a lot of input into uh, the library. Something that I didn't see before. I know I didn't. Not saying anything, but you know, I I didn't see a lot of tweets and messages about. Oh man, I'm going to the library. Oh man, you going (laughs) to the library? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Nobody. We we have we have on Twitter
4: right now. We've got two thirds of our show. We've got Russ clamoring for attention for having gone to ORU, and we've got Tony. We've got Tony clamoring for attention. For his willful ignorance and his refusal to ever go to a library,
2: there's way more clamoring for Tony prou- from
4: Tony on that. day for you YouTube.
3: Hey, I'm just saying, nobody was talking about libraries until I started talking about libraries. So,
4: hey, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> so, we, Russ, we, it was not good. It was not good. Yeah, it, this um, didn't. This was not a life changing or opinion changing event for Tony. Yeah, I want
2: to hear why it wasn't from Tony, and then we'll get to you.
4: Yeah. Um. What I found out and
3: what I told Jason once we left. The biggest thing that I learned going to the library was this is an excellent place for naps. Like instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of like when I was grinding you're hearing it out, this right? <laughs> you no, know I'm hearing it. When when I was grinding it out in my earlier career, you know, trying to I, I would sleep wherever I could, basically, right? You know, just to pick up naps. Um, yeah, libraries are really dope to take naps. I mean, there's a lot of space in there. It's quiet. Like I could have, I was in a safe space, you know, like I, I didn't feel like I was going to get robbed or anything. So that was like, that realization, like made me mad a little bit, but I got over it after a while. So yeah, all, all the stuff there, like we looked at a map or something. We, we pulled out a map of Florida and we, and we watched that or looked at that, but the, but the map was in what from 1995 or something. So none of that stuff existed anywhere anymore, anyway. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, they hired a lot of black people, so that was cool.
2: Um, <laughs> we were getting desperate Tony, on the tour. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So there, there are a couple things, Tony. Like, one, I'm glad that they are hiring black people at the library. That, that makes me happy. Two, I think you, you missed – entirely the the attraction and draw for libraries which which are books like you jumped to a whole bunch of stuff and book never came out your mouth
4: well he no he no no russ he got excited about one area where he found comic books but then he immediately complained that these comic books were too old
3: yeah yeah that's the only thing i might as well just go to the comic book store and get get the new ones um i did i did get excited about the one section it was like uh it was like a cross between sports all on one side and sex on the on the other side so that section (laughs) seemed very interesting like why why was that place together what what what,
4: i just i just left him there and came back like a half hour later
2: uh you know there's i'm not gonna do it no we're not gonna do that um so so tony you were getting your thrills in the sex slash sports section while jason you did what
4: i just was wandering around i this tour went off the rails pretty quickly russ where you're trying to you're trying to show him all the good things about the library that everybody knows even my children know and tony is just not impressed he's on his phone i i did think this this was my fault going to the map area because i thought you know we're getting desperate here we got to get his attention he says there's a map room on the fifth floor i'm like who doesn't love maps maps are awesome everybody likes maps and uh you know where on how you can't get maps like this on your phone um and uh, we went to find maps and we couldn't find things we were looking for because these maps were from 1994, which was a little bit of a problem.
2: Um, so, a couple things. The 1994 is the year I was born. Um, Two. Also, the year those maps were born. Uh, Two, why, of all the places in the library, uh, why the map section? Exactly? Russ, I
4: tried everything by that point. I, we went through the music section, we went through the science section, we went through. Great literary works, reference books. I mean, you could go into the library and come out like, come out as a lawyer slash doctor slash cartographer if you wanted to. And none of that impressed Tony whatsoever. And finally, we're just we I, I just as a last gasp, I was like, let's look at the maps. Let's go to the map room. I mean, a map room sounds cool. So so how it, it did not it pan out.
2: No, it it doesn't. Um, uh, how how long was the total experience at the library for for young Mister Tony Gill?
3: How long were we there, Jason? What, 20 minutes,
4: 25 minutes? Y'all didn't give it it an hour.
2: We were there for at least an hour and a half. Nobody stayed for at least an hour hour and a half. Tony, hour and a half, two hours, Russ is the answer. So, so I'm assuming the truth is somewhere in the middle. So, let's say 45 minutes you guys spent. Why is the, what are you talking about? The truth is somewhere in the middle. Tony, Tony saying they was, y'all was in there for 20 minutes. You saying an hour
4: and a half. Tony has no credibility on this entire thing. We were in there for for an hour and a half to two hours. No, there's no no splitting in the middle between what I say and what Tony Gill says.
2: (laughs) I'm going to say 45 minutes. So in that 45 minutes, I've heard Tony say, the only thing that he enjoyed was the sports sex section where he was getting his thrills off while you walked around aimlessly in the library but is that is that all Tony is that all you got from from this trip other than this is where Um, Jason Leisure spends his time
3: (laughs) Uh, also I uh I recognize that another reason why I won't be frequenting the library um where the single ladies at man
4: like come on you guys are trying to come up the other day I didn't know that's why you were there (laughs)
3: i mean i was See, even i'm like all right well you need th- a college it, yeah, yeah that's this what is the, college this is library the, is if this is the spot right it's got to be some 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 women here right no no so no. tony no.
4: so just infinite
2: money. knowledge and education that's all all right tony this is where we make our money here because now we're getting somewhere so tony was you should have been you should have gone to the library with me and not jason who's hasn't been on a date in how long jason oh man 20 years 15 years i don't know i've been
4: See, married for a come long time on, tony. I-, I didn't come on, i didn't tony. realize i this is the first i'm hearing of it russ that i was expected to be some kind of wingman for him
3: i mean if everything at, yeah, w- at the library
2: at the library you you have a uh, wonderful union with your lovely wife ashley but yeah, yeah tony should have called tony should have called me for this one like we could have been Oh, you should have called it anybody else. If uh,
4: uh, yeah, I, I, and also Russ, I'd love to see you get that call of, oh hey Russ, it's Tony. Um, can you come to the library
2: and be my wingman? Nah, it wouldn't go. Tony, Tony would say he shoot me a text, be like yo, we at the library. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Ha- we don't have to say nothing else. Like we be on the same wavelength. There was, like, a, there was a zero
4: percent chance you would
3: have gone along with that. No one that. Nobody texts that. Hey, we down at the library. Like nobody texts that.
2: <laughs> Listen, bro. I'm Tony. I'm trying to shoot you, Bill here, because oh th- no, no, don't help the fact, him out. No, the fact that he was that's an the, untenable position. That's that he the has only. Of being that's the only reason. The only reason he wanted to go to the library was to pick up women. Well, you're smart. Complete, women.
4: Well, that's I, your premise is off because he did not want to go to the library. He thought I was kidding.
2: Yeah. We, and me then, and Tony
4: I, went out for breakfast, and I said we're going to the library afterward, and I think he was sure I was joking.
2: I'm, all right, I think this was a failure on uh, your part, Mr. Leisure, for not doing a better job introducing him to the library. And Tony, you got to come in with a better mindset than I'm just going to pick up shorties at the the library. You got to come willing, you got to want to learn something.
3: That's what YouTube's for. That's what Google's for. That's what audio books are for. I don't need to (sighs) physically leave my house, go to another building to do the same exact stuff I can do on my computer.
4: Uh, Russ, do you want to know his other big takeaway from this other than, hey, the library would have been a great place to sleep during the day? Yes, please. On our way out, he said that even if he liked the library, he would never look into any of these things because getting all this information would make his takes less interesting. It's the it's the uninformed aspect of his takes. It's the lack of knowledge that makes him so interesting.
2: So he likes the idea of the ignorance factor. Again, willfully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. That makes his take so spicy. And therefore, he doesn't want to learn. He's just right now. I mean, I know this
4: is not a visual medium. I know this is a podcast. But if you guys could see him, he's just sitting back so proudly. He's so pleased with himself about his allergy to knowledge.
2: Yeah, Tony. Like he's made it this far. Like he. I, I first of all, in Tony's defense, he's he's gotten pretty far in life being Tony Gill. So I, I'll give him. I'm, yes. I'm gonna give him credit yes. for that. And he's gotten yes. pretty far in life, yeah. not going to the library, not reading books, and getting hot takes off. Like that's what that's, that's what people are looking for. See, I think here
3: here's where the disconnect is between us and everybody that was getting at me on Twitter about it. Why are we associating? intelligence intelligence and and (laughs) reading in books to the library directly. Like that's the only source where you can receive knowledge and and information like that's not true. Like stop doing that. We shouldn't do that because that's not that's not factual. Like I can gain knowledge and information and increase my intelligence outside of the library. Like why are you doing this? Why why are you mispronouncing the
2: word intelligence? What are you doing intelligence? I Why? think I think part of the reason, Tony, is I don't think they were upset that you didn't go there to receive knowledge. I think they were upset that the fact that you had never in 27 years of life stepped foot into a library. Yeah. 28 years of life stepped foot into a library.
3: Yeah, God's good. God is good, man. All,
2: <laughs> all the time <laughs> and all the time. God is good. <laughs> Listen...
4: Well, i'm, I'm so disappointed were... i mean this is one of my closest friends i'm so disappointed
3: <sighs> good old libraries great place to sleep in i found out that was good yeah we're really. gonna look at maps from 30 years ago yeah and i still don't know why we were doing that just it was a nice place that i saw people sleeping and i was like i could have used this like five years ago yeah so in our next clip is uh, one of my personal favorites um we discussed superpowers and which ones would we want um and i wanted something very specific uh that i think would have been an improvement on my life <laughs> Uh really an improvement to any person's <laughs> life uh, what do you think jason uh, it, 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 you're just gonna have to listen to
2: it so i you know while when you're on the road you kind of like you're looking for things to to do especially right now when we can't necessarily go out like i normally would when i'm on the road so you know grab some food uh on the off day and been doing different things the beautiful running trails in pittsburgh running the bridges it's awesome along the river grab some food came back to the hotel and turned on disney plus the one of the many streaming services out there and was going through some of Marvel's, you know, recent uh, releases and, and, and past releases, trying to find something to watch. Like the and movies it, or the shows? Uh, both, they have both of them. Okay. There. So you're going back through the Avengers? and stuff. Yeah, the whole catalog, okay. all right, whole gotcha. catalog. And so it got me to thinking, and this is a, a normal question, but I haven't gotten to ask you guys. If you had a superhuman ability, or superpower, some might say. What would you choose and why? That's a tough one, man. It, what, what was yours? Let me think about it. While you tell yours, I have two: the okay, ability to read people's minds. Okay, and be able to fly because I hate the, the how much time travel takes. Okay, so the Reason I'd want to read people's minds is sometimes like that's let's go, let's circle back to Tony's date. If Tony I'm sure Tony could, will love this. If Tony could read that young lady's mind, he'd know how to better handle that situation, maybe make a joke that she thought was funny or things that were on he could see what's on her mind that she thought was fun, were funny, and then you could approach it in a different way. Or if you're in danger and you don't know, there's so many situations in life where some pops off and you don't know about it. Maybe you can read the minds of the people who are you know, close to you and then maybe you can see that before it happens. All those different things and reasons, I think reading people's minds would be cool and just knowing how people think.
4: I think none of my superpower desires would be that dramatic. I think like for a superpower, I would just want to be six foot one. I would take that. All right. Or if I didn't have to shave, if I could retract my beard, like Wolverine retracts his claws or something like that, that'd be great. Or if I, or if I could, or if I could do the same with my hair, like if I could grow my hair and all of a sudden, like, you know, how the Hulk turns green, I just, I just suddenly grow hair like Patrick Finley's where it looks really good.
2: That's a cop out. I'm not going to let you do that. You need to. Pick would, any one of those would be really good, man. Any of those would be really helpful. So you, you wouldn't want to pick up cars or have super speed or laser vision like Cyclops or anything. I guess I would, but I'd probably be satisfied with just being
4: 6'1". That'd be good enough for me. I'd be like, oh, this is a good
2: power. Tony, save the segment, please.
3: Enlarge any part of my body. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Tony Gill. Yes. Tony. You took you took this where this needed to go, but bro, of all the things <laughs> yo, that's the wildest superpower I've heard I, anybody want to have. Um, I'm not gonna ask you why on that one. Like I asked Jason, but why not, <laughs> No, no, Tony. I unlike yourself, I am scared to get fired. And what is said on this platform. You know, it could be held against Jason and I. So I appreciate you participating, but I'm not going to ask you why you would like to enlarge any part of your body as a superpower.
3: I can grow to be six one. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, I guess you could do Jeez. that. Too.
3: I guess you can do that too. <laughs> um, you guys wouldn't want that superpower though. You know
4: exactly what he was doing. Uh, Don't you already have that superpower? To you. <laughs>
3: not doing this with y'all today
2: <laughs> oh my god <coughs> oh yo ah yes
4: i would still like that superpower i'm i'm sure you would man i'm sure you would um
2: that was for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile
1: for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.
4: One of those where it's like, that was really funny, but I also, that was one of the ones I kind of held my breath on of like, how much trouble are we going to get into this? <laughs>
3: We gotta we gotta keep pushing on line, Man, and we that do was, it. that's people have people DM me, oh when, when you guys are gonna put the show on YouTube or when you guys are gonna do a, a live show? And I'm yes. like, guys, this show needs to be edited. It has to be. Oh, very much. Yeah. Like we can never do a live show unless it's like in person where we take everybody, we do like the Jay Chapelle thing yeah, right. and take everybody's phone. Yes. Like, look, I'm down to do it. But you guys got to convince Jason and Russ <laughs> for us to like do a Patreon where you pay for
4: that type of content. Well, the difference, weirdly, it's not that Russ and I have jobs and you don't. You also have a job. I do. You just don't seem to really care what happens with that or, either that or you just don't believe anything can happen with that. And Russ and I know very well that something can happen very quickly <laughs> with our jobs. Uh, speaking of jobs, Russ was flying around the country covering baseball during this next segment. And had a very weird experience on a plane. And uh, we also find out what Tony would do or more accurately not Not do do in the same situation.
2: So this is city number five on our sports adjacent tour uh, with this stop being in Atlanta, where I'm currently recording from. Well, only for you. It's a tour only for you. Well, yeah,
4: but Me and we'll Tony take... just sit at our house all the time, like <laughs> everyone else during the pandemic. I'm trying,
2: to, I'm trying to take the podcast national, so yes, we, we're the Rust yeah, Currently in Atlanta, Georgia, when you're listening to this, and I fly in yesterday. Yesterday being Sunday, we're um, recording this on a Monday, and is a normal flight. Like, are I expecting it to be a normal flight? You know. I had my boarding i get on i had like the early boarding so like there's nobody on the plane when i get on i'm like it's great mm-hmm. sit down put my stuff away grab my headphones then people start coming on and more people start coming on and then you get that lovely announcement that nobody wants to hear ladies and gentlemen this will be a full flight then i'm just like damn it I was hoping i'd have a not full flight down the is way. it
4: actually a full flight are they uh like every seat full
2: yes sir okay they're not blocking off middle seats anymore they are not unfortunately and which all right go on that's a good that's a good lead into our story so seats are filling up and uh a lady sits down next to me um and so i'm like all right whatever it's fine i'm just hoping nobody sits in the middle seat and so then as the seats are filling up they make the another another announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're still currently boarding, look to your left, look to your right. That middle seat is yours. Uh, there are no more window and aisle seats. Oh, you're on that airline. All right, I got you. <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. I hate that airline. <laughs> Unless they want to advertise nah, listen, on our show, nah, it's, it's 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 relatively convenient. Um, but no. So a guy comes over and is like, "Hey, excuse me, can I sit here?" And But instead of getting up and letting him sit in the middle, the lady moves to the middle. I'm like, well, that's strange, but it's none of my business. I'm going to put my headphones on. Put my headphones on, and I could tell this lady was, like, nervous. Like, her leg was bouncing. And, like, when you're sitting with people, especially somebody in that middle row, like, you're kind of like, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm, I'm, like, sitting, trying to sit, like, as small as I can to give – somebody appropriate like room so we're not all upon each other yeah we're in this tight plane and so we start to roll towards the runway and as we're rolling towards the runway this lady's like arm is moving her leg is shaking i'm just like dude what is going on here and then so then i'm listening to my music and she taps me on my shoulder and she's like hey excuse me um would you mind putting your arm Next to mine when when we take off because my anxiety my anxiety is acting up really bad. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. And so you're probably cool I, with that, right? I mean, you're no, a compassionate was, person. Was, you, yeah, I'm, yeah, su- I'm sure saying, you were. I'm sure you totally no in sure. that situation. And so they
4: had, uh
3: was she yes. white?
2: No, okay, black lady. All right, okay, black lady. All right, I
3: feel better about the situation though. Tony, look, <laughs> oh, man. In twenty twenty one, you got to be careful. You got to be careful.
4: I doubt that Russ thing. thinks. I, I can't believe we're entertaining this because I doubt that Russ thinks about that. Russ probably, knowing Russ, Russ sees a person who is struggling in some way and cares about them, and would probably his first thought is probably that he would help this person.
3: It depends man your first it thought depends.
4: is what that this that Jordan Peele's making a movie about this
3: <laughs> My first thought is is this safe
2: for well, all here, parties involved you're on an airplane well so well so here's the thing Tony so I was just like i I don't want the, like <laughs> I I know how people suffer with anxiety so I'm just like I don't want her to freak out so if, if all I need to do is put my arm here yeah that's fine I can do that And she said it was like just on takeoff. So as we're rolling to the gate, like she's still struggling. My arm's right there. And when you get that, ladies and gentlemen, we've been cleared for takeoff. And the plane starts going really fast. Yeah. She just goes, oh, my God, and grabs my arm. And then I'm looking like, "Um, ma'am, I don't mean you no harm, but that's my arm. And then she grabs my hand like she's squeezing my hand as we're taking off. And then I'm like, I didn't I didn't snatch away because I'm like, all right, she's clearly having a a tough time. Yeah. But I don't have anywhere to go. And I don't know this lady. And so
4: I'm holding her hand. Was there someone on the other side of her that could have asked that she could have asked?
2: That brother was asleep. (laughs) That brother was knocked out. (laughs) Well, yeah, he looked like he was asleep. Maybe he's just smarter than you. Maybe. And so we're in the air. She's squeezing my hand. She like can't. So she's looking down. Her eyes are closed. She like saying prayers like she is going through it. And so I look over and I could see how freaked out she was. And so then in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, is this weird, man? Yes, because this lady I've never met before is holding my hand. But then I thought about it and I said, this is somebody's mom. And if my mom was on a flight. And she was freaked out. I'd want somebody to hold her hand. Yes, absolutely. So then as the plane levels out, I look at her and I say, or it's beginning to level out. And sidebar, the pilot that was driving or was flying this plane, he was driving it like a Camaro. Like he was whipping that thing. Like You know how normally when the plane. That's that airline, man. You know, when the plane usually banks to like turn slightly and the plane goes on the side. This man had this joint almost 75 yeah. degrees. And so I couldn't, there was nothing I could do. Like I was the fast like, and the furious of flight. I'm scared too. So you need to be holding my hand also. Um, So as it's starting to level out at 10,000 feet, I, I look at her and I say, do you want me to hold your hand the whole flight? And she's like looking down and she was like, yes, please. I was like, all right, I got you. <laughs> I t- I try to calm her down. Some says her name is lucky. I say, my name is Russell. And we just start talking and come to find out she's a nurse and a life coach and Mm -hmm. she said this is her first it was her first time flying since the pandemic happened and she had seen so much loss and she had lost people herself personally where like just the the idea of getting on a plane with so many people was like nerve-wracking for her yeah but we had a great conversation we talked the entire flight and to the point where she wasn't even thinking about the flight anymore which was great um <laughs> the, the, the funny part is as we're getting into Atlanta like the planes is starting to to you know get closer to to the airport and we're once again banking <laughs> where the brother turns that thing 75 degrees she grabs my hand again not as hard as she did when we took off <laughs> but still relatively hard and so I said, we're fine. Like we're almost there. Like we're around the corner. But some goofy kid <laughs> goes, Oh my God, the plane's going down. I'm like, kid, shut up. What is wrong with you? Um, but I was just Didn't like, Did you get arrested I'm, for doing that? But not for a kid. You know how kids get. They just. Oh, a child, asleep. you mean? Okay. Like yeah. a young child. Okay. Yeah. A young child was just like, Oh my gosh, the plane's going down. Oh, and he meant like the plane is moving downwardly. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I got well, you. I don't know. You know how kids get. Like, he might think the plane's actually crashing. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm like, kid, shut up. Like, this lady is... I, we, we'd we gotten her settled, and now you're going to freak her out again. I yeah. said, don't listen to that kid. Like, we're good. And uh, we land, and she was, like, so nice and so sweet, and she was so thankful. Um, she was just like, I don't know if you know anybody in Atlanta or if you're doing anything, but I want to take you to dinner because you were so awesome. And, like, so... I got in Atlanta, um, got my stuff, went to the hotel and like we had dinner last night and it was so great. And it was somebody I just randomly met on a plane who was freaking out and I didn't feel like I did anything, but let her borrow my hand for 75 minutes.
4: That the part where you go to dinner is where I feel like you're taking a risk. Everything up until then, I, I think I would probably do the same at that point. i I'm not saying you did the wrong thing or anything like that, but at that point you're, you're
2: taking a little bit of a gamble. It, it's a, I didn't feel, you know, you can gauge, you gauge situations. That's like what that. I'm wondering is how you thought that through. I, I I looked at her as like a mom. Yeah. And so I felt comfortable saying, sure. I, I will gladly go to dinner and feel free. like I didn't feel I've been in situations where I'd be like, yeah, I probably would've said no. But I right. felt comfortable enough in that one to be like, yes. And it worked out. And she was so nice. Tony, you'd have done none of that, I I'm assuming, based
4: on your people can't see this, but Tony's body language has been uh let's see, I would say disapproving.
3: Um, yeah, man. I don't like strangers touching me. I'm yeah, I just I'm uh, with who, you. Who does? No, nobody channel, does. Yeah. Russ didn't ask for that. Yeah, Russ wasn't Russ hey. wasn't like, hey, sit here and grab my arm the whole flight. Yeah, as a general rule, it's like, yeah, don't, I, I don't know, man, like, I, I just want to avoid any confusion of anything, so the best way to do that is just don't touch people.
2: Confusion, like, you being with that person?
3: Anything, literally well, I, anything, I just want to avoid you, everything.
2: I'm never going to see these people again, so I wasn't worried about that. Until you do. Until, it's just like. Dude, I don't care about that. I was just, I'm th- In my mind, when it happened, I'm just like, all right, sh- this lady's clearly freaking out. And there were a lot of little kids on this flight. And so if she starts freaking out, they're going to start freaking out. Then we're going to have a way bigger issue on her hand with a whole plane of kids freaking out on this. So I'm just like, if if I could keep somebody calm and all she did was like, hold my hand. I'm like, she had, she, and she had hand sanitizer. And we got off the plane, send, but it was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm just like, okay, I don't want this person to feel like they're alone on this flight. I want to I want
4: to I want to put Tony in your seat right now. Okay, I want to know. I want to know what really is going to happen here. Don't you, Russ? Or wouldn't you be fascinated by Tony in this exact same Uh, experience with his? No, I'm not letting him.
2: I do. I at least willing to hear what he has to say. Well,
4: I mean, you did the right thing. Now we'll find out what the Tony thing would be. Uh, Tony, you're, you're sitting next to this woman. You have no idea why she's traveling. She, she's clearly not a frequent flyer. I hope for her sake she's not because that doesn't seem like that would work very well. She could be flying to Atlanta for any number of reasons. And from the jump, she's on edge. She's nervous and she asks you
3: No, no, wait, harder. wait, wait. Before we get there, uh, excuse me, Miss Fly Attendant, is there any other open seats? <laughs>
4: For you or for her? Uh, for me. Okay, so you're out. Yeah, You've, yeah I'm you're probably, no, you have I'm no probably, interest in assisting what, this fellow human being get through get through this flight for who knows what reason she has to be there. I don't want. I don't want to sit next to anybody on a plane that's nervous. Because you
3: are, or
0: what? No, no. Or you that, just don't want to
3: deal with it. You can't yeah, be bothered. Yeah, yeah. I just. It's Friday. Maybe it's me. You know, maybe she's nervous because it's me. But hey, you know, is there any more open seats? She's
2: Tony. At, Tony. At this point, there were no open seats. Mm. Okay. So that that's, that's not my- a, that's that's not even the point. <laughs> <laughs> that is so not the point because he was he was going oh if there's another open seat can I change seats like by the time she grabbed my arm we were moving towards the runway. That's not my ideal. Flight experience, but
4: sometimes that's what you got to do. And I saw one time when, uh, since we're telling stories that, uh, make us look good, there was one time I was (laughs) flying back from covering a heat game in Charlotte. And I saw this guy in the, uh, what do you call the area, like in the airport, but right before you get on. Is that like almost like a lobby? I can't, at the desk. At the gate. At the the gate. gate. Thank you. I don't know why I was drawing. I guess I was drawing a blank on that because I haven't flown in over a year. But, uh, there was a guy and he's just crying. He's in line. He's surrounded. His family is there, which I don't know how they got there. Cause I don't think you're supposed to be able to, he, he this is a kid probably like close to maybe looked like 20, 17 to 20. So not a child by any means. Um, but there's people there with him. He's just crying. And I'm like, man, what's going on with this guy? And then I just, I felt this conviction of like, all right, I got to, I have to sit by this guy and talk to him and see how he's doing. And see what's wrong with them and see if I can like help them a little bit. So you're, you're doing the opposite, Tony. You're not giving up your seat to go sit by. You're, you're getting as far away from that as you can.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I if I'm I saw gonna, that even before getting on the plane, I really consider, Hey, uh, is
4: there another flight possible?
2: Is there another flight? Another flight. This dude is ridiculous. All right, Tony's like, I don't
4: don't even want to go to Atlanta. I don't need that. I'll go wherever you've got.
3: (laughs) I don't need that energy on a plane. Like I just (laughs) don't. Tony, Tony, I'm Tony. Just don't touch me, man. That's like if we were in a high pressure situation like that. Literally high pressure because everybody's it trapped in a can.
4: Just don't freak out. I think the problem is that you freak out on an airplane if something. I is think that's weird. I,
3: if everybody yeah, is sitting.
4: I think you're not comfortable flying on an airplane is the real issue because I know you to be a nice person and a compassionate person. Yeah, but I think you're. I think you're a little thrown off just being on a plane since you don't really do that very much. Yeah, yeah. Just everybody, just calm down. That's it. That's all
3: I ask. I don't ask for a lot. Just shut that baby up, and everybody calm down. <laughs>
4: Shut that baby up! Okay, all right. <laughs> that, not as easy as you think. By the way, that is something that you that uh, when you're before you have a kid, you're super annoyed by mm-hmm. hearing another person's kid baby cry on an airplane or seeing another kid's another person's child misbehave on the flight or something mm-hmm. like that. And then once you have a baby, you're like, oh, all right, that's not necessarily something you can control, especially mm-hmm. with an infant. Ugh. I had one of my kids. We were flying to Dubai. So this is like you went to Dubai a long time ago. Oh. Yeah. When, when Grace was like one,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, we, we went to Dubai and it's like a 12 hour, or 15 hour overnight flight. Mm. And I don't sleep well in general, uh, especially can't sleep on a plane or anywhere other than like my, a, a bed, basically. Mm-hmm. So I took something that was going to help me fall asleep. But I waited. I'm like, I got. I'm sitting here on this flight, and they dim the cabin. Everybody wants to sleep. It's a twelve-hour overnight flight. I don't remember what it was. Mm. I don't remember what it was. Uh, mm, it was something. The hard stuff. Something that was going to help me sleep. Lean. Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you can get that through TSA <laughs> or customs. <laughs> uh, but I'm. I've got my one-year-old daughter, and I'm like, all right. I'm going to wait till she falls asleep, and then I'm going to take something that's going to help me fall asleep. And so. That happened, and then less than an hour after I fell asleep, my daughter wakes up screaming and crying. I don't know if she's one, somewhere around that. Mm-hmm. She was walking, so she had to have been at least one. Um, just screaming and crying, and I'm like in a fog because I've taken some kind of medication or something to help me fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like trying to like fight through this this haze, this this metaphorical haze that I'm mm-hmm. in. And my kid is screaming, and everybody on the plane is furious about this <laughs> and I am a parent that tries really hard mm-hmm. like I but I can't control that mm-hmm. I can't make a kid stop crying they're gonna do that at that age Fight. hey it's Jason thanks for listening to this episode we appreciate you guys and we just want to shout out real quick our sponsor bet us you can go to betus.com.pa and you can bet on everything from the NFL NBA hockey college football and basketball horse racing and much more, and they've got a promo deal going for our listeners right now. If you use the code SPORTSADJACENT, all one word, you get a 125% sign-up bonus. That means you put $100 into your account, and they will kick you an extra $25 to get you started. Some lines in the NFL this week that are interesting. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, first game of the the week, you have Bears favored by 3.5 at the Lions. The Lions are so bad right now. Uh, if you saw their quarterback, Tim Boyle, the backup, made his first start Sunday, and it was a disaster. They're winless. There's no way the Bears can go there and blow that game. Uh, the Panthers, with Cam Newton at quarterback, are favored by one and a half at the Dolphins. The Falcons are minus one at the Jaguars. And Rams at Pack. I like all the road teams, really, this week, I feel like. The Rams at the Packers. huge game in the NFL. That's a pick'em game. Uh... Rams have looked more convincing to me thus far than the Packers. Uh, The one home team I like is the 49ers favored by three at home against the Vikings. I don't know what it would ever take for me to be convinced by the Vikings. I don't think that uh, they're a good team or that they're going to win a road game against the 49ers. And then Monday night, Seahawks at Washington football team. That game is pick them too and Seattle is absolutely desperate. Um, They are the one team in the NFC toward the bottom of the conference that could still make a run because they've got Russell Wilson back. It hasn't clicked for them in the first couple games since he returned, but I feel like he eventually is going to get them going again. So you can look at those games and others for this week in the NFL, and don't forget to use promo code SportsAdjacent, all one word, to get that 125% sign-up bonus. Again, go to betus.com.pa, and you can find everything you want as far as sports betting. We've recorded our entire show during the pandemic. So, but sometimes we refer back to the pandemic as though it was past tense because it feels like there's been different stages, stages of the pandemic. Yeah. There was like peak pandemic. There was the beginning of this where no one knew anything about what was going on mm-hmm. except Tony that they had canceled the rest of the NBA season. So then we knew it was serious. Yeah. Um, and uh, in this next episode, we get into uh, Russ has a very vivid and <laughs> elaborate social life. Should I call it a social life? Yeah, one that will make every single one of us jealous. Okay. (laughs) And uh, Tony was very curious, as probably most people were, how did he continue, how did Russ continue that um, vibrant social life amid lockdown?
3: How'd you get friendly with the ladies, Russ?
4: (laughs) What did you say, Tony?
3: So how'd you get friendly with the ladies doing that? Oh,
4: it's just like visiting another country, Tony. You gotta, you gotta have proof of a negative test. You know,
2: um, yeah. So how during the pandemic you're asking? Yeah. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> All right, so it's one of those situations where you kind of pick and choose. And I think for the first part of the the pandemic, I was super oh. cautious. <laughs> I I take all the way up until May June, and then I'm just like, you know, One I'm month. gonna get some. One I'm gonna month. Wait, no, happened
3: in March. April. <laughs> May comes around. Yeah. And man, I need I need to be bumping ugly. <laughs> oh
1: <my God. laughs> no. this is
4: ripping these people that wanted the country open from day one and uh and russ was ready russ was open for
2: business after two months open for business shut up first of all it sounds more careful than I- i'm necessarily making it sound <laughs> so i was getting tested frequently during this period so i knew i didn't have covid and i was like getting antibody test too so while i was like interacting with women right it would be hey um i'd love to go and hang i'm i've tested negative for covid and everything else <laughs> Can and everything else oh wow you I got mean, just you got a full board of tests there, huh? i mean i think adults uh should get tested regularly <laughs> i think that's smart that's i, I don't think that's not normal at all but go on this topic at hand, i'm like yo i have a negative code test do you yes all right cool let's go <sighs> ahead is that a, do they have a box you
4: can check for that on the dating apps now like vaccinate like on bumble can you filter it to only get vaccinated people or
2: uh people put it in their profiles now oh, okay there you go and by hang i actually mean like hang out Tony, don't do
4: that. Tony, nobody can. Again, this is a podcast.
2: Tony. Unless it's, this is the part. Nobody you can, nobody watch can watch hear you making hand crows. motions. <laughs> yeah.
4: Tony's well, making God. all kinds of fun hand motions that you guys can't hear.
2: First of all, Tony, you went on a date, too, during the pandemic. So don't just put it on me like it's just me out here. Uh, I
4: didn't. I went
2: on a uh, date. What's the difference between one and how many ever I went on? Because I ended up making that person my girlfriend for four months. You did? Mm-hmm. You did. We never talked about it and I never brought it up. But Jason, I want you to I want you to to think about this moment. And when you joke on me, Tony made somebody his whole girlfriend during a pandemic.
4: Mm -hmm. That's impressive. What's bad about that? Yeah. How do you pull? I'm sitting there like, wow, how would you pull that off? Bumble. (laughs) Same way I do. (laughs) Actually, it was Bumble. Yeah. (laughs) We should see if we can get them to be a sponsor.
2: We've been doing ads for them without really realizing it for 10 weeks. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm going to get on that. I'm going to start making some calls.
4: This feels like a time where we should probably reiterate that Russ is not here today because he is giving turkeys for Thanksgiving to people in need. All the meats. Everybody needs the meats. No, no, no. Come on. (laughs) We're trying to do damage control for that segment, man. (laughs) Love you, Russ. <laughs> you you have to say that like three times an episode. I do. Yeah. You know, your friendship with him has been a
3: string of apologies. Hey, you know different different friendships have different dynamics. You know, I step over the line, I apologize, he says my apology, and then we do it all over again. You know. Yeah.
4: Has he had to apologize to you for one thing in the two years or whatever we one year you've been friends with him? Uh, probably not. <laughs> So those apologies are going one way. All right. Uh, our next segment, we had a guest. We had Cam Ellis, who is a friend a of the guy? show. Yeah. I know you're a big Cam Ellis fan. Huge. You guys go pretty far back with mm-hmm. NBC, and now Cam's over at the Score. And uh, I love having Cam on. He has a totally different element. He is one of the most underrated funny people in Chicago sports media, to me. Yes. And he's under. I don't know why I say he's underrated. I guess probably just because he has like a low Twitter following. And I know I mean, that's, not, so a good, low that's not a good gauge. Yeah. It, it is a very understated s- style of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate Cam Ellis' humor. I hear, I, I read Cam Ellis' tweets, or I hear Cam Ellis on a podcast. He used to be on the NBC podcast mm-hmm. with JJ, and they were really a good, a good fit together. And that, I hear him and think, like, that guy's funnier than me. I
1: mm-hmm. wish I could
4: be as funny. I wish I had as funny of a brain and as quick of a mind like that as Cam Ellis. But Cam Ellis was on with us, and we talked zoos. I don't know hmm. if it really needs any more explanation than that. Here's, here's Russ, Tony, me, talking zoos with our buddy Cam Ellis. I spent part of my weekend taking my kids to Lincoln Park Zoo, which was uh, an interesting experience. We had a fun time, but I'm kind of losing it with zoos. I'm kind of losing interest in them because most of what you're looking at there, Russ, it's either like some raggedy looking camel Or they've got 19 different things that are all some version of a pig. It's like a shaggy pig or a spiky pig. And then in the rare chance that you happen to see an actual cool animal, it's doing nothing. You'll see a lion or a gorilla or even a giraffe, and it's just standing there or laying there taking a nap. It's not like, what's the point? There's nothing there that I really want to see at this point that I couldn't see on planet Earth.
2: What I'm about to say I think is going to make Tony really happy So this is my thought about the zoo and aquariums for that matter. As a kid, they're great. And I even still enjoy going to shed aquarium because I think it's awesome. But you don't realize until you're like "Eh, 16, 17, 18 years old. These animals are in captivity (laughs) and we're just okay with it. And we're paying $45 a pop to see some animals that are somewhere they don't want to be. And like out of their mind
5: crazy because of it just like pacing across their like a tiny square inch of spacing just because that's all they do all day it's so dark they're so well, I dark him,
4: if you're lucky they're doing that so you at <laughs> least can see them walking around otherwise they're just laying there depressed yeah it's, it's like these- they know they wouldn't make it in the wild Zoos are a dark place, man. Once,
5: well, like we must literally said, like once you realize that, like it's not. This probably shouldn't exist mm-hmm. at all in any scenario. Like, why are there elephants in Washington D.C.? Like, no, n- there was yeah. never a need for elephants in Washington D.C. or w- whatever animal you want to say. Like, they're a really dark place.
2: And then when you realize, like, they can never go back into the wild, right? Because but they were as, never in the wild. Well, yeah, they got ta- well, they got taken out. They're bred
4: in captivity, like over years. They're they're not legally allowed to take animals out of the wild for zoos.
2: So they, you can breed like lions.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, uh-huh.
2: what? Then
4: there's so like are that animals ones. that are that basically over time have never, them. they've never been exposed to their natural environment. So they wouldn't know what to do in there any more than you or I would. No, nah, I don't like
2: that, man. That's bad. I do oh, think man. if we're going
4: to go that far to, to put them on display and like, you know, these animals got to eat. I mean, what would be the harm in letting us watch that at least? At least like turn a goat loose in the in the lion's cage and tell people when it's going to happen and everything like on jurassic park
2: like or and then like put a a a public service announcement like hey this is a something gruesome is about to happen like they do on the news like viewer discretion is advised there you go
5: yeah and also like they just die real fast way faster than they should (laughs) um it's like it's really dark but they do laugh. they just they just die I fast <laughs> i shouldn't
2: laugh at that that's so hilarious to you russ because i think it's just like they're so stressed in there it's right. Like, bro uh, i'm I, it's a wrap i'm i'm, uh, I'm out of here
5: it can't be worse <laughs> than the lincoln park zoo so i'm out of here see you later
2: also brookfield Zoo way better than lincoln park zoo for next time
4: well but lincoln park zoo is free And that's the dad move here where I took my kids to go do an activity for four and a half hours in the city that was free. So you wanted to be cheap. I am cheap about. Well, I am cheap about things that I feel like I can be cheap about. So if I can go to one zoo for nothing or another zoo for 40 bucks a pop, I'm going to go to the free zoo.
5: And free zoos in terms of value versus entertainment you get at like that is as good as much entertainment as you're paying for or not, excuse me, like you're getting the most bang for your buck going to a zoo because you're not actually paying for it. And you're seeing like wild animals that, again, shouldn't be there. But like, that's pretty wild to think about that. You just go get to see elephants and tigers for free. Also, yeah. like, the case? Yeah, go be happy seeing depressed animals. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah there's that.
4: the most entertainment I got was we were watching some rhinoceroses, rhinoceri, I don't know how you say it, but uh, I got to listen to this mom loudly and uh, very, f- you know, free thinkingly debate with herself in front of her kids, whether the rhinos were male or female until she finally screamed out, oh, there's it's, d- it's a man. I bet that happens like four times a day at the zoo. I bet people like four little kids all the time. You think (laughs) that's what everybody's doing in their head or that's what people are yelling out? Oh, look,
2: there's a. That's a Uh wild thing to say around kids, man. Well, now the kids know male
4: or female rhinoceros, at least. I've got my kids there like hoping they don't ask me about it. And certainly um, I would hope
2: that you don't say that to Anna.
4: <laughs> oh, no, apparently another parent was uh, happy to step in and say that for all the kids within earshot. What if what if the deeds being done by the animals? How do you explain that? Uh, you just say, hey, let's go get some ice cream.
2: <laughs> what a parent move.
4: I was just having that conversation again with a friend this past week, though, about how zoos would be. Better. That's probably how they do zoos in some countries. That's probably how zoos are in Dubai, mm. where they, like, they tell you when the feeding's going to be. I feel like if you've got to feed that lion a goat anyway, mm-hmm. you might as well tell people when it's going to be, and turn, like in Jurassic Park. Like, you know, The people that want to be real clear about that this is going to happen at 4.30, mm-hmm. and so the people that want to see it can make sure they're there, and the people that don't want to see a lion chase down a goat and eat it can make sure that they're not there. This would make but- zoos better. Would it though? It's like, what do
3: these people think they eat? I want to watch it. It's like, are they under the assumption that they eat clouds or air?
4: No, I don't understand what you're asking.
3: I'm saying like, what's the downside of
4: seeing an animal do what you do as a human? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to see it chase down a goat. And even though that's not going to be much of a chase, Mm. I want to see it chase down a goat and do its thing. And plenty of people aren't going to want to see that just because it's gruesome and it, that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying let everybody know when it is mm-hmm. and the people that want to see that can come see it which would I'd be, I'd be there
3: I think I, I think a better would be warning if you like hey they're about it's mating
4: time <laughs> and then that's what you prepare <laughs> because a for. lot of people would want to see that mm-hmm. okay you could draw right. extra. you have so many weird ideas
2: <laughs> Fight. Fight. Hey guys, it's Russ here to give you my bet US picks for the week. First game, I'm starting with the Tennessee Titans against the New England Patriots. The Patriots are flying high right now, are one of the best teams in the AFC, who would have thought, but Tennessee's at 6.5 and, and I think that's pretty good value. I think they're going to stay in that game. It's probably going to be a defensive battle, so Tennessee plus 6.5, I think it's good value. Next game, Steelers against the Bengals, total for the game 45 i'm taking the over steelers put up coming off a week where they put up a lot of points against the chargers Bengals obviously have a high powered offense as well going to be a lot of high flying offenses last but not least chargers against the broncos points total for that game is 48 i'm taking the over obviously the chargers can score a lot of points and i think the broncos are going to be playing from behind all game Uh, So take the over in that game. You should be in a really good spot. Make sure you log on to BetUS.com. Use our promo code SportsAdjacent to get a 125% sign-up bonus when you put in a minimum of $50. Good luck with your bets.
4: We have another segment with a guest coming up, Billy Gill, from The Levitard ah, Show. Yes, yes, yes. One of your personal favorites. Yes. You were so excited. I, I, don't, I don't know when I've ever made you happier than when I told mm-hmm. you Billy Gill was going to join us.
3: As they're about to find out, like me and Billy Gill are kindred spirits. Yeah. Um,
4: Russ made the point, though, that uh, it was like having two Tonys yes. on the show.
3: Yes. It was my, it's my favorite thing that we've done so far is have two of me's. On the Sports Station podcast.
4: So when we have Billy on, we play a game here uh, where it's called, I think it's called What Would Billy Do? Or some version where we present Billy with difficult social situations and find out what Billy Gill would do. Billy, you hey. uh, have been surprisingly good. Uh, exceeded my expectations by Thank far. You. And uh, But we do have one game we want to play with you before we let you go. Are you up for a round of a new game? called, What Would
0: Billy Do? Ooh. Go ahead, Tony. No. Don't be a sucker. It's time
3: to put one of the most decisive men on the clock. I I don't think I'm a deceitful person. It's time to find out, What What? Would Billy Do? We can ask
2: Tony to Build out an intro for a segment we want to do for like a month, and he won't. <laughs> but Billy's <laughs> not here. He has an intro with clips, sound bites, and it sounds great. Congrats, Tony. Like you did a really good job. But I'm I'm a little upset. I mean, to my to my like to
3: my credit, like I did take a risk with this. Like, he could potentially sue us for using clips of the Dan Levitard show.
4: Yeah,
3: obviously. Um, and you guys always get on me on that. So I did. Like have a tough time with this, so but I think it turned out pretty good.
2: Tony is our producer that should know like laws and stuff, yeah, like, sound usage. But he'll just be like,
0: I mean, nobody will sue us. We're not that big, right? And then right. Tony, that's not how it works. People yes. will sue. Us. Not if you say with confidence, though. We're the lovable <laughs> underdog. Tony thinks. Yeah. Is it weird that I'm oddly nervous for a game that it seems like I can't possibly fail at because it's just what would I do, but I still feel like I'm gonna do it wrong?
4: (laughs) It is weird. All you have to sit there and think, as I often do, what would I do in this situation? And then I do that thing. Uh, We're gonna give you six awkward social situations or scenarios that uh, are real from our lives
2: and find out from you what we should have done. Russ, go ahead. All right. so. First things first, Billy. So I've, as a baseball writer, I travel all over the country and I'm on a flight every week. So I've had two separate instances of crazy interactions. So the first, I, on a flight to Atlanta, from Chicago to Atlanta, I had uh, a lady who sat next to me freak out upon takeoff and grabbed my hand and held my hand from the trip from Chicago to Atlanta now i will say i did because i saw her freaking out and i saw she was having a hard time i asked her would you like me to hold your hand during the flight you were compassionate yeah. i was trying to be compassionate so in that case with you billy you see somebody freaking out
0: upon takeoff and then grabs your hand what does billy do Oof. are we talking like grandmother age person like mom, mom age, mom age and had no family or anything there. Nobody, is yeah. each one of these gonna take like seventeen minutes? So for probably. I'm really bad at hypotheticals. Great. Great. I would say, uh, would I hold this person's hand? How recent was this? How long ago I was this? It was in April. It, ooh, okay. So like this is when we're still wearing <laughs> masks and not touching each other. Exactly. Yes.
2: But she did tell me I have hand sanitizer because
0: she's a mom. Yeah. Are you holding this person's
4: hand through the flight to calm their
0: anxiety, Billy? Yes or no? What are you wearing? Oh my gosh. I think I'd pull my sleeve down and maybe hold hands through sleeves. Can we do that?
4: I have a t-shirt on Okay, hold hands through sleeves. That's what we got. Yeah, It's good enough. It's good enough. Gosh, you're worse than Tony. All right, Billy, number two. uh, What's your daughter's name? My daughter's name is Mia. All right, let's say Mia is, is much older now, like five or six years old. You take her, you're out she has to use the bathroom. She uses a public restroom, comes out, and you discover that she has stepped in human feces. There's human feces
0: on Mia's shoe. What do you do? I mean, do we have plans later that day? Billy, jeez. I'd like, I mean, I'd like to think, I'd like to think depending on five or six, so she's already going to use these shoes. Like she's already walking and these are yes. actual shoes, not like yes. decorative shoes. Yes, yes. Oh, man, human feces. I'd like to, I, I think I'd get a glove, right? Like, I'd, I'd try to go home, I think. Well, how would I get her in the car? I, I, I don't want to just throw the shoe away, right? That seems like a thing where you're like, you know what? Done with these shoes. We need to move on. But shoes are expensive, and I'm not one. I'm kind of like, I'm a relatively thrifty guy, so I don't think I'd just yeah. throw away my daughter's shoes. I'd probably look to get some sort of bag or something plastic to put it in and then get gloves and then when I get home hose it off I think
4: okay so you're trying to save those shoes that have some other person's poop on them uh, I asked my daughter where they came from she said Walmart I threw them away immediately oh yeah they're probably seven dollars they're in the trash Goodbye. okay
0: so seven dollar shoes is different like that's sure. that's a factor here if I could kind of get rid of the situation for seven dollars I may throw them away but w- what did you do after if you don't mind me asking I know First it's slowing t- down the game
4: We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out when
0: we get home. Doesn't you just—we're
4: not. Oh, so you went just, home. Shoes are not sticking around. We're gone. So
0: your daughter wasn't walking around barefoot like the rest of the day. No, was, like, no, the no, no, the day.
4: no. There were other shoes available at a certain point.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys, Tony, shoes? your turn? All right. So uh, my
3: scenario is uh, your friend invites you to his house for lunch, uh, and serves you a mayo sandwich, sandwich, and says, "Man, you got to try this." What does Billy do?
4: Russ is losing it. You can't say mayo sandwich around Russ anymore.
0: Go ahead, Billy. Was this... I'll tell you what I would do, but then I have some follow-up questions. (laughs) Of course. Of course you do. I don't like mayo. I'm not, like, a big mayo person. Like, I I think that would be... What kind of bread was it? Not that it matters, because I'd be horrified either way. Like, if it was just mayo... I don't know why, I just don't ha- I don't know if it's the texture or what it is about mayo that I just don't like.
4: Some people like mayo, some people don't, but nobody except Tony <laughs> yeah, likes yeah. mayo sandwiches. That's disgusting, even if you oh. like mayo. It is not, it is not. Oh, I enjoy in a Taking occasion. a bite of that, Billy? You're gonna eat half of it politely, or what's your what's your plan here with the mayo sandwich?
0: Do I know it's a mayo sandwich? Oh yeah, it's given oh to yeah, because yeah, he's, he's proud of it. So. <laughs> do you do this often? Like you have people come well, over and you're like, That was my go. question, Billy. <laughs> That was my question to him
3: too. Wouldn't it be impolite for me not to offer one of life's greatest sandwiches?
0: Oh, then you quit but like then you're putting these people in an uncomfortable situation where like you view it as impolite to not offer them a mayo sandwich, right, or not make Ooh. them a mayo sandwich. Where then the person has to not be impolite and they have to try to eat it at least, right? Where it's almost better not to offer anything than offer a mayo sandwich that you're kind of forcing someone to awkwardly accept, right? Yes. Well, you disagree, obviously. So
4: your answer is yeah. you flip this around on the host. The host has put you as the guest in a very uncomfortable position, and I agree with you, Russ. You're up.
0: I think I'd sneak it. I think I'd like pretend to eat it, but like sneak it into napkins or like, and then my pockets would just be filled with like mayo sandwich, and then it's like, how do I clean this? <laughs> I don't like letting people down. It's I weird. No, please let Tony down on that. Well, has he ever offered you guys mayo sandwiches? We didn't oh, know yeah. he did
2: it until last week, but I hope he wouldn't. As his friend. Like, do that to your enemy, not us. Who cares, bro? Um, this scenario happened to me very, like, two weeks ago, Billy. So I'm on a flight from Chicago to L.A. And on this flight, I'm trying to do work, uh, write a story, and a larger gentleman, about 6'4", 240, uh, tattoos on the face and neck, who's sitting in the middle seat, falls asleep on my shoulder. Mm. Now, I had a decision to make. Do I <laughs> wake this hulking figure up? Who could do or, me bodily harm?
0: Do I or live? Do I live and let him sleep on my shoulder? <laughs> well, you are you're the... alive, so I think I know what decision
1: <laughs> I made.
0: Smart guy, Billy. I'm a smart guy. Do you? I I think you know what I would do. I think I'd try to like create somewhat of a commotion, but not enough of a commotion where like the secret like air marshal like had me like Didn't sequestered ball. in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think I'd be like, Ugh. well, <laughs> oh, no, actually, you know what? I wouldn't be coughing on an airplane right now, like, like, then I then wouldn't be but maybe I just like, uh, oh man. Cause I, that's like the go-to when you want to kind of see a disruption you do like a fake cough or you just kind of like clear your throat. <clears> throat. But I feel like now, if you're doing that on planes, like you're getting worse looks than anything else. It's so, like, maybe you turn the air on, like make it really cold on their face or like try to like, you know what you should have done. You should have just kind of like shoulder the head. But then, like, as they, like, pop up, like, you just go to sleep, like, immediately, like, on the other
2: side. So that's what I did. So I I pretended like I was asleep and, -hmm. like, kept creeping over to, like, push him up. And at the perfect time, the plane turned. And he leaned over, woke up, and, like, oh, my God, sleeping on a dude for three hours. (laughs) Let me scoot over here. So
0: it took you you three hours to resolve the situation. Yes. Wow. (laughs) We were damn near in L.A. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We were over like Vegas or something like we were almost there hmm. number five Tony
3: so uh, my next one is uh, you're on 17 different podcasts <laughs> but none of them truly let you speak your mind they're always saying things like that's completely inappropriate even for our show and no Tony that will get us
0: canceled what does Billy do I mean, I think that the only option you have is you start a podcast. Maybe you call it Baby Adjacent. Mm-hmm. And you do a podcast about children and babies and mm-hmm. what your nieces or nephews are up to. Mm-hmm. I just keep creating more podcasts, right? Like, if you're on yeah. 17, what difference does it matter if you're on 19 at that point? Yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree. I think I that know. is what he's doing, too. But at the same, at the same time, though. If 17 people are telling you the exact same thing, thank you. Like maybe you. maybe may, maybe. May I'm not saying 100% sure cuz I don't know the specifics cuz this is a hypothetical. Maybe the 17 people kind of might have a point, but also like how many things in life were discovered or invented? where they told the person you'll never discover or invent this or you're a crazy person or you are inappropriate for thinking, you know what, we'll be on the moon or whatever. That's how Rocky was made. Exactly. I mean, I don't know that at all for a fact.
4: I don't know if you heard it, but Russ said he actually is a crazy person. Please please don't equate Tony to like Thomas Edison or something here.
0: (laughs) Thomas Edison for sure got looks like you have to assume, right? Like with some of the stuff Thomas Edison was coming up with, like you have to think that the neighbors were like, what is this guy up to now? Like, what are we doing right now?
4: It's not 17 people, by the way, Billy. It's literally every person he knows, everyone except him. Uh, Last one for you, Billy. Uh, Your producer asks you to get a guest from a radio show you used to be on, but that person is the only one on the show you really didn't like.
1: Huh.
0: So what would you, as the person that needs to make the request, would do? Hmm. <laughs> a Good question. Thank you, Billy. It was uh, nice having you. Oh, this is about me.
4: As you go back, if you re-listen to these, I don't think you're going to get it from this clip show, but if you go back and re-listen to the episodes, you get to hear the evolution and uh, the maturation of Tony as he becomes Anthony and uh, it grows up a little bit, a little bit, not, not a lot. I, got, I mean, it's still got to be me, man. It had nowhere to go but up, I guess. <laughs> uh, every episode we wrap up with all the news. we did. There's just too much news in a week. We're a weekly show. If we were on every day, maybe we wouldn't need to do this. But there's so much news in a week that we have to get to it all. And it's very important. And I know I know that people count on us. To get their news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that like, you have a lot of options out there, and I appreciate instead of you uh, you know, watching TV news or incredible people. listening to NPR or reading the New York Times, you have come to us for your news, and we take that responsibility very seriously. Uh, so we wrap every show with a rundown of all the news that we might have not gotten to, like this past episode um, where we talked about Mike Tyson smoking poisonous toad venom. That's news you need to know. Anyway, here are three clips from the news roundup that were very important items that we needed to make sure you guys heard about. There's hippo news too, Russ. <laughs> I You sent this in the group chat and I don't know if we should well, see Well, you this. don't even know about all of it. I only taught you a little bit of it on this. <laughs> so hi, there are hippos in Colombia, which there are not supposed to be. Hippos are native only to Africa, I believe. But this is an invasive species of hippos in Colombia, known as cocaine hippos because their population originated with uh, Pablo Escobar buying four hippos in New Orleans, of course, that's where you'd go to buy hippos uh, to live at his house in the eighties. And they have now produced, reproduced so much that they're destroying the local ecosystem uh, by reproducing too much. It's always hot boy summer for the hippos. And by, uh, eating things, and by polluting water, the local
2: waterways, with their toxic dumps. <laughs> okay, you uh, that went differently in the group chat than it did there, and good job, sir.
4: Well, a lot of interesting information, and in my rabbit hole, I went down about hippos. I stumbled upon something that I think you're going to want to know and didn't know from American history, uh, the 1910 American hippo bill.
1: And now, Tony Gill Reads.
3: Another reading segment from
4: the Tony Gill. This is from Wikipedia. Why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep repeating exactly what the imaging says? The whole, the whole point of the imaging is to set it up.
3: I gotta do it again. Come on, man, you know how this goes.
1: And now, Tony Gill Reads.
3: Ah, guys, back with another reading segment where I, Tony Gill, read. All right, this is from Wikipedia, guys. In the U.S., Representative Robert F. Broussard of Louisiana introduced the American Hippo Bill in 1910 to authorize the importation and release of hippopotamus into the bayous of Louisiana. Broussard argued that the hippos would eat the invasive water hyacinth that was clogging the rivers and also produced meat to help solve the American meat crisis. Former President Theodore Roosevelt backed the plan as did the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the Washington Post and the New York Times, which praised the taste of hippo as quote, like cow bacon. The American hippo bill fell just short of being
4: passed. I don't know what cow bacon would be. Jerky? I'm not sure. A herd of cows escaped a slaughterhouse. This is a jailbreak. This is like, you could make another Nick Cage movie and it could be about this. Maybe he'll play one of the cows. I think he could do it. Uh, And led the local deputies, this is near Los Angeles if I didn't say that, led them on a chase through streets. One cow got hit by a car, survived it, walked away. There were 40 cows on the loose, 38 recaptured. One was shot and killed, but one is still out there. One, one cow actually is
2: on the lamb. So you said they, uh, <laughs> you said they escaped the slaughterhouse. Yeah. That's like being on death row and, and there's a door open oh. way to lethal injections. It's unbelievable.
4: I, now those cows that I, I kind of am torn because I feel like those 38 cows that escaped and were recat, I feel like they've earned it. Let them go. But on the other hand, I also like hamburgers. Um, This would be another good time for Tony to do some reading. If you can please keep this tight, that'd be great. Tony, what was the official statement from the president of PETA about this event?
1: And now, Tony Gill reads.
3: All right, guys, glad to be back. Glasses, Tony, back in the building for a second time. Appreciate it. Uh, And this is the reading segment where I
4: read. Tony, you know we're short on time. Just read the thing, man, just for once. You already did all this earlier in the show. You're doing the same bit over and over.
2: Now he's gonna replay the thing.
1: And now, Tony Gill reads.
3: All right, guys, Glasses Tony is back. Thank, appreciate you guys for bringing me back. Love the show. I shut up. Uh, this is from the president of PETA, Ingrid Newkirk. These cows desperate bid for freedom should have been recognized by moving them to a sanctuary where they could have bonded with other rescued cows, nursed their calves in peace, and lived out their lives just like you and I hope to do. PETA invites anyone who cheered their escape or mourned their deaths to extend that compassion to all cows
4: and all other animals by going vegan. What do you think, Russ? You giving up steaks?
2: Uh, I am planning on getting a 38 ounce by from somewhere. So on that note, that's my guy. Scientists
4: discovered a species of dinosaur in Australia. That's two stories tall and the length of a basketball court. Okay. And this is the part where I would, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to do this, Tony, do your reading segment for this. I'm going to enjoy you trying to read this. Uh,
1: yes. And now Tony Gill reads.
3: Alright, from NPR (laughs) Australinotian Coopernus
2: Don't hurt yourself, bro
3: Is now a new species Of a type of dinosaur
1: (sighs) Called Sauropods
3: Which had long necks And tails, as well as four legs And eight plants The researchers say the new species is closely related To three other Sauropods found in Australia that date to the same period. We found that Australotitan was the largest in the family, followed by Wintonititan with big hips and long legs whilst the two smaller sauropods, Diamantinosaurus... (laughs) And Savannasaurus were shorter in stature and heavily set, said scientist Scott Hocknell.
4: (sighs) Jason, you're mean for that. He deserved it. Go take a break, Tony. And finally, Russ, uh, Los Angeles is now overrun by peacocks, and you'll be fined $1,000 or get six months in jail for feeding them on the street.
2: I love how I always know the rundown's over when there's a... uh an animal thing. I wanted to add blanket Russ's
3: spirit animal. That was from like 2 clip, weeks ago, but it was still so funny. It was still <laughs> so funny and it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I don't know about that.
4: Uh again, Russ is volunteering to help the uh underprivileged today. We should mention that. But that's actually true. Someday that will end up on a on a best of episode. Yes, I am looking forward I, to I it. remember doing that segment and just sitting there watching you knowing like this is any second this is and Russ was thinking the same thing, and then it did. And all, all you I, I don't know what you intended to say, but all you got out of your mouth was Russ. And he just lost it.
3: <laughs> and, and that's the best part about our dynamic is we're slowly well, we know what each other is thinking yes. as each one of us is talking, as we're looking at each other. And that's the best part, is because like you guys
4: know it's coming. It's it's cooking, you know, in in my yes, mind. Right, it's simmering, and it's not going to stay there. It's no. going to come out. Yes. and I have enjoyed yep. because. Stop it. Yeah, I, there, what? There's you could say that about literally anything, Tony.
3: <laughs> I am a child. You are.
4: I I have enjoyed watching Russ experience this though, mm-hmm. because. I was friends with you for a couple of years before we started doing the show, and mm-hmm. Russ has kind of been getting to know. I mean, I think he knows now, mm-hmm. but over the process of over the course of the last six or seven months, he has definitely uh, gotten the full experience, and it is so it's of our audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for I was going to say for better or worse, but it's probably just for worse. Uh, thank you for listening to Sports Adjacent. We hope you guys have an awesome Thanksgiving and hope you enjoyed this show. Sports Adjacent, by the way, as always, is brought to you by BetUS. Go to betus.com.pa. They have NFL, NBA, futures, all kinds of things you can bet on. And if you use promo code SportsAdjacent, that's all one word, you get a 125% sign up bonus. So you put in $100, they'll give you $25 before you place your first bet. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Please. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Where, where else can you find this podcast, Tony? Am I getting all of them? Uh, app, Usually Apple. That's right. That's the main place, right? Yeah, Apple uh, Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big one. Uh, definitely um, subscribe or follow or whatever it, the feature is on there to make mm-hmm. sure that you get every episode and give us a rating, give us feedback, reviews, things like that. I, I would love to see um, – funnier reviews because we would really enjoy getting to read some of those on the podcast. You can also email us those or tweet those at us and uh, any feedback on any past topics. If we get enough of those that we can pull a segment out of it, we would definitely not mind rehashing this for Russ Dorsey, who is out again, giving turkeys to (laughs) underprivileged people to serve his community. Like the good man that he is. Solid man. Don't, don't, don't comment right now. Okay. Don't don't chime in. <laughs> Russ is doing a good, a legitimately good thing. For Russ Dorsey, I'm Jason Leisure. Tony Gill, thank you for uh, doing what you do, putting this together.
1: <laughs>
4: Be smirching Russ left and right. Don't, no thank you for that. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you, Russ.
3: Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
2: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the
1: mother... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.